Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and t-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash NPR and use code NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Luis Schiavone. Former President Donald Trump won a decisive victory in the South Carolina Republican presidential primary this weekend. He's walking away with about 60 percent of that GOP primary vote. South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has roughly 40 percent. NPR's Danielle Kurtzleben has the latest. The AP made the call immediately after polls closed at 7 p.m. Eastern. Trump spoke to supporters shortly thereafter, leading off with baseless warnings about undocumented immigrants. You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't know where they come from. They come from jails. They come from prisons. They come from all sorts of places that we don't want to know. They come from mental institutions and insane asylums. Trump was widely expected to win this primary. Despite that, in recent weeks, Trump continued attacking Haley. Some attacks were demeaning, including calling her bird brain and insulting her husband, who is serving overseas. This is Trump's fourth straight nominating contest win. The next primary is in Michigan on Tuesday. Danielle Kurtzleben, NPR News, Columbia, South Carolina. Nikki Haley says she is not giving up her campaign for the Republican presidential nomination, despite her loss to Trump in her home state's primary. NPR Sarah McCammon has more on Haley's plans. She's been saying that she's staying in the race, that she would not be done after South Carolina, regardless of the results. And as she stood in front of her supporters after losing her home state's primary, Nikki Haley said, I am a woman of my word and said she's continuing on. She says she believes there's a significant part of the Republican Party, if not half, at least a significant portion, that does not want Donald Trump as the nominee. And she argues that Trump cannot win in November. NPR Sarah McCammon, the Michigan primary is this Tuesday. Yemen's Houthi militia has responded with defiance to a joint U.S.-British strike against its weapons sites. The Iran-backed group warned that its attacks on shipping in the Red Sea would continue until Israel ended its assault on Gaza. The BBC's Simon Jones has more. London and Washington said these precision strikes are intended to disrupt and degrade the capabilities that the Houthis use to threaten global trade, naval vessels and the lives of innocent mariners in one of the world's most critical waterways. The Houthis, who control large swathes of Yemen, have been targeting vessels they say are linked to Israel and the West in response to the war between Israel and Hamas. Yemen has a key strategic position in the Middle East, especially when it comes to global shipping. But because of the Houthi attacks, many major shipping firms have diverted around southern Africa. The BBC's Simon Jones. A Yemeni Houthi attack last week on a British-registered cargo vessel created an 18-mile oil slick. This is NPR. An aide to Alexei Navalny says the body of the Russian opposition leader has been handed over to his mother. The director of Navalny's anti-corruption foundation thanked everyone who had called on Russian authorities to return Navalny's body to his family. A museum dedicated to Palestinian art and culture has reopened in the West Bank town of Berzite. 
It had been closed for months because of the war in Gaza. As NPR's Netta Ulibi reports, the museum calls its three new exhibitions an artistic demonstration against ongoing destruction and violence. You can see the exhibitions on the Palestinian Museum's website, as well as subtitled videos with its director. The new show was organized by an artist-run gallery in Gaza City that was demolished in December by an Israeli airstrike. Some artists have posted videos of themselves pulling their work from the rubble. The exhibitions focus on the history of Palestinian women and contemporary artwork, including a show inspired by parents and grandparents carrying pictures of children who are dead or missing. Neto Ulibi, NPR News. Pope Francis canceled meetings in Rome yesterday. The Vatican said he had flu-like symptoms. He was well enough today, however, to celebrate his weekly Angelus prayer from a window overlooking St. Peter's Square. In his Sunday remarks, Francis remembered the start of the war in Ukraine, a war he said that is devastating the region of Europe. He also prayed for victims in Israel and Gaza. I'm Luis Schiavone, NPR News, Washington. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.